the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Marriage within the extended family was not uncommon in the ancient world. In fact, Abram married his half-sister. It's important for us to be reminded that the command to not marry a close relative was codified by Moses about 400 years after the generation of Abraham. Mankind's DNA gene pool had not yet become dangerously polluted. Today marks the beginning of a serious study of one of the greatest men ever known. One of the men that is the foundation of our faith, actually. That of Abram and Sarai, his wife. Welcome. This is Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands right here in San Bruno and online at highlands.us. Chapter 12 is where we catch up with Pastor Leighton as we begin today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse. And our study today begins the study of the life of Abraham. Now, some might say, well, why study Abraham? I mean, what does the life of a man who lived thousands of years ago on the far side of the planet have to do with us today? I think it's important for us to recognize that Abraham is a very important character, not only in the Bible, but also in history. And God called this man and his wife to leave their home and go into a new land so that he might give humanity a new beginning. And because of God's call and their obedient response, Abram and Sarah ultimately gave the world the Jewish nation, the Bible, and the Savior, Jesus Christ. And one wonders what this world would have been like if Abraham and Sarah had not trusted God. The life of Abraham is an example for all Christians who want to walk by faith. Abraham was saved by faith and lived by faith. And his obedience was evidence of his faith. He obeyed even though he did not know where, how, when, or why. God didn't necessarily disclose those details to him, but he obeyed, and so should we. God revealed a plan to redeem creation beginning with one man who would become the model recipient of saving grace through faith. Although we call him Abraham for the first 99 years of his 175-year lifespan, he wasn't called Abram. He was called Abram. Abram became Abraham in Genesis chapter 17. So sometimes it'll come out Abram. Sometimes it'll come out Abraham. We're talking about the same person. He lived around 2000 B.C. uh, in the town of Ur of the Chaldeans. The land uh, of the Chaldeans is also known as Mesopotamia and was located in present-day Iraq which historians and archaeologists consider the cradle of civilization because it was here that the ancient peoples first gathered into cities and established societies. And it's well documented from many artifacts that have been discovered. So we know a lot about the culture and beliefs and everyday life that surrounded Abraham. I had the joy of watching a documentary on the history of the area, and though it is a barren desert today, In the days of Abraham, it was the breadbasket of the ancient world with rich soil and many natural resources. 
Abraham lived in a time when knowledge of God was sparse. Most people, most civilizations worshipped many gods of their own creation, and they developed and concocted uh, superstitions to explain those things which they could not explain. They, they didn't acknowledge one true God. But Abraham not only claimed one creator existed and that there were no other gods, he also staked his entire life on this belief. And today, Abraham is revered by the majority of the world as the father of faith. His story is preserved for us in the book of Genesis and tells us much of what we know need to know in order to walk the path of faith. Now, each person's path of faith is unique, but he blazed a trail for us, and his journey tells us about our own. The biblical biography of Abraham has much to teach anyone, even an atheist, who wants to know the one true God. You know, I'm thankful that the Bible doesn't give us fairy tales, but rather portrays authentic, candid biographies of people complete with their flaws and failings. Because if God can use people like that, then he can use people like me. And he can use people like you, because we're all flawed and we all fail. Abram and Sarah were not perfect, but their walk was generally characterized by faith and faithfulness. And when they sinned, they suffered for it, and the Lord was always ready to forgive when they repented. The Bible gives us stories of people like this so that their experience can help us understand our needs and our relationship with God. Now, Abraham's life story spans several chapters, and so our goal in the weeks to come, accommodating, of course, Holy Week and other events, is to learn as much as we can from Abraham's experience with God. And as we study the life of Abraham and Sarah, we're going to learn what faith is and how to walk by faith. And we're going to discover that when we trust in the Lord, no test is impossible and no failure is permanent. So let's begin our study in chapter 11, verse 27. This is the account of Terah. Terah became the father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran. And Haran became the father of Lot. And so we are told that Abram had two brothers and that Lot was his nephew. Now, to alleviate some confusion or potential confusion, it's good to note that this name Haran is both the name of a person as well as the name of a city. And so it's important for us to understand that. This week I had the privilege of meeting somebody who was named Berlin. So Berlin is not only the name of a city, it's also the name of a person. While his father Terah was still alive, Haran died in Ur of the Chaldeans in the land of his birth. So Lot's father died. Abram and Nahor both married. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife was Milcah. She was the daughter of Haran, the father of both Milcah and Iscah. So what it's telling us here is that Nahor married his niece. Now, marriage within the extended family was not uncommon in the ancient world. In fact, Abram married his half-sister. And while such marriages might offend our modern sensibilities, it's, in, it's important for us to be reminded that the command to not marry a close relative was codified by Moses about 400 years after the generation of Abraham. Mankind's DNA gene pool had not yet become dangerously polluted. Now, Sarai was barren. She had no children. 
And Terah took his son Abram, his grandson Lot, son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, and the wife of his son Abram. And together they set out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan. But when they came to Haran, or Haran, they settled there. Terah lived 205 years, and he died in Haran. So one question that arises is, if the family set out from Ur with the intention of going to Canaan, why did they stop in Haran? And there have been some theories that have been given. One theory is that actually God extended the invitation first to Abram's dad, but his disbelief, his unbelief, uh, disqualified him, and so that was transferred to Abram instead. Now, it's an interesting theory, but it's not supported by biblical text. We find this in Acts chapter 7. Stephen said, Brothers and fathers, hear me. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, which is another name for the Chaldees in which lay Ur. Mesopotamia, before he lived in Haran, before he lived in Haran, and said to him, Go out from your land and from your kindred and go into the land that I will show you. Then he went out from the land of the Chaldeans and lived in Haran. And after his father died, God removed him from there into this land in which you are now living. So according to Stephen, God appeared to Abraham while he was still living in Ur before the family moved to Haran. So it's quite probable that dad, the father, chose to accompany Abram, but only got as far as Haran, and there he stopped. And when dad stopped, the entire family stopped. Coming back then to Genesis chapter 12. The Lord has said to Abram, leave your country, your people, and your father's household, And go to the land I will show you. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who curse you, and whoever uh, who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram left as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was seventy-five years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot. All the possessions they had accumulated and the people that they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. So uh, Abraham's obedience was partially compromised because the Lord specifically said, you are to leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family. And he didn't exactly leave behind his relatives and father's family. He took his dad and his nephew Lot with him. There's something that we can learn from this, and that is that whatever you bring with you from the old life into the new life with Christ is likely to create problems. Uh, Terah, Abram's father, kept him from fully and completely and immediately obeying the Lord, and Lot created serious problems for Abraham later. I oftentimes hear people who come to the Lord who make it a point to change their phone number and uh, erase their contacts database and quit going to the places they once, once went to because they knew how easy it was to be lured back in. There's something else that we can learn from this as well. And that is that God did not abandon Abram because of his imperfect obedience. Instead, he patiently cultivated Abram's faith and obedience through the course of his entire life using both the times Abram was successful as well as the times he was not. There's an application for this. I have found that sometimes I learn more from my failures than I do from my successes. 
God uses our successes and he also uses our failures to grow us in our relationship with him. Faith is not based on feeling, although feelings can be involved in faith. True faith is based on the word of God. It was God who spoke to Abram and told him what he would do for him and through him if he would trust and obey. You see, we are not saved by making promises to God. We are saved by believing God's promises to us. It was God who graciously gave this covenant to Abraham, who responded with faith and obedience. A comfort, to be sure. It's God who initiates all of this, just as he initiated that relationship with Abram thousands of years ago. Nothing's changed. You have been listening to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. To learn more about Study Verse by Verse or us here at Church of the Highlands, we invite you to stop by our website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. A lot of information along with a lot of resource materials available for your growth in Christ can be found again at highlands.us. Tomorrow, more on Sarah and Abraham. Join us then for Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.